0: We are three best friends living on three corners of the country. Wifing, momming, boss babing, and honestly, just trying to keep
1: our shit together.
2: Anyway, I'm Allie. I'm Alicia. I'm Alisa. And this is A3 Life. Our fun, funny, and informative lifestyle podcast,
0: where we will be speaking on how to be fearless, authentic, and relentless in all areas of life. Enjoy the show.
1: Hey guys, welcome to A3 Life. We have the amazing Todd Falcone. He has over 30 years of successful experience in the network marketing profession and is one of the most highly respected trainers in the entire world. His style of teaching is candid, raw, and real. It's one of my favorite things about him. His tell it like it is style coupled with humor has his audience both laughing and learning at the same time. He's the author of one of the best-selling network marketing books of all time, Fearless Networking, as well as a number of other powerful training <laughs> programs. You guys, he is a total bad ass, and we're super excited to have him here with us. So, Todd, how's it going? Welcome to our show.
3: What is up, ladies? How are you guys doing? What's happening?
1: What's crack a lacking? So excited What's to have you. you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can
3: already tell this is going to be an interesting one. I'm looking forward to it.
2: we got you that's right i'm so excited to have you so i know todd um First off, let's talk a little bit about obviously what's floating around if you will, and that is the coronavirus, you know, right now. But kind of what we're seeing in society and I know we're all sick of hearing about this and we're sick of it, but this is what's consuming all of us. But I want to talk directly about how it's going to impact our industry as in network marketing and kind of your thoughts and your opinions and your ideas on that and then kind of going into a little bit of you know how to combat it and you know how to keep our teams going and you know things that you have into place and i know you're already working with everyone in the industry and offering some things um to keep going but let's just kind of talk a little bit about what do you think what direction do you think this is going to go for our network marketing industry um specifically and what kind of impact we're going to see
3: yeah um well, first of all, uh, again, it's, it's a pleasure to be with the three of you. Um, I'm, I'm so, it's so cool that you're putting this stuff out there and, and providing great value and content for people in the network marketing profession. So, and, and people need it, especially now they need, they need some good stuff. Um, here, I mean, here's the deal, w- w- what we're facing right now, um, and I'm no doctor, I'm no chemist, I'm no scientist, I'm a marketer, I'm a business professional. Um, I've never seen anything like this happen in my lifetime. Uh, and what's going on is unprecedented. Uh, it's certainly going to have an impact on the overall economy. It's already having an impact on the overall economy. Uh, what, what I find fascinating, is sometimes network marketers say like, oh, yeah, during a recession, network marketing booms. I'm like, why do you want to lie to people like that? Because that's not the truth. I mean, uh, when there's less money in the marketplace, people are spending less money in the marketplace. So no, our industry doesn't boom, but what it does provide is an avenue for people to make money when they don't have employment. Like there's a lot of people like my town as of today is shut down. Like it is completely shut down other than gas stations, grocery stores, and pharmacies. And all businesses have been ordered to be closed. So Every single one of those small business owners and their employees are going to suffer from it I'm sure there's going to be some kind of economic stimulus from um, the federal government, but you know right now people are suffering and it's going to be you know it's going to last for a while so um, what's it going to mean for us as network marketers? I think we have a solution for people so that they can uh, create an income from home without being tied to employment. Uh, I think it's going to wake up a lot of people that um, you know, it should wake up us that are involved in the network marketing profession even more, but I think it's going to wake up some people that are not involved in the profession yet uh, and go, wait a minute, maybe I should consider having, you know, this side business. Now, we talk about like gig economy, side hustles, things like that. It's like the buzzword of today. Well, you know what? I mean, some of these Uber drivers that are doing their side hustle ain't going to be driving so much because people aren't going out. So that side hustle, that still is dependent on people being out in the community, um, they're gonna suffer as well. So um, I do think we offer a viable solution for people uh, during all times, including the times that we're going through right now. Um, Is network marketing going to accelerate? Are we gonna double? Are we gonna have this massive growth fit? No, we're not. Um, I think we're gonna be more okay than everybody else is because we're not dependent on you know, people coming into a brick and mortar type of location. And we can literally, as we all are right now, cocoon ourselves and still still be able to make money from our phones and from our home.
0: Yeah. I love that you talk about it being unprecedented because that's like the big thing in the news right now is that this has never, ever, ever, ever in the history of our country happened. This is something we've never had to deal with before. And so I'm sort of seeing kind of a couple of different sides of this. I see people that are, uh, hunkering down and really focusing on their businesses right now and really trying to stay in their normal routine and doing the things they are really, they do on a regular basis. And then I see the other side of it where people are like, ah, the world is ending. I can't, I don't have time for that. And then they just do nothing and they drop it. You know what I mean?
3: And that's bad. Okay. So, you know, what you focus on grows. So if you're, look, I know we want to be informed and we want to be in the know and all of that. But if you're sitting there staring at your TV all day, news, 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 like it's just Corona, 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 nightmare, you know, panic, panic, panic. That's not going to feed you in any positive way. I'm not saying don't be informed and know what's up, but uh, you know, sitting there staring at your television and laying on the couch all day, thinking the world's going to end. Um, the world's not going to end. Uh, you know, we're, we're in a crisis right now. And this is where it's time for you. I think it's like, you know, especially for part-time network marketers that have been, you know, dilly-dallying around and really haven't been treating their businesses seriously. You guys need to step the fuck up and, excuse me, get after it. You know, you need to go get it right now. Because now you're realizing, holy smokes, I've been sitting here hobbying and not doing something with this business where I should have been stepping up already. And for those of you, like the three of you, I know you guys are out there getting it done look, your your responsibility is even greater at this point as well to offer people a solution. But I think we also need to do it in a way that is, um, you know, we got to be professional here. We can't be like, hey, you know, I see some posts on Facebook where people are like, uh, either, you know, told you so about having a job, which is just, you know, insulting and pisses me off when I see people do that. And then number two, like offering it as an immediate solution to their financial woes, because you all know as well as I do, it ain't immediate, right? I mean, not that you can't make money your first week or you can't go out and hustle and make 500 or 1,000 bucks your first week in a network marketing deal. You certainly can. But um, I think it's important for people to, as they go about doing this, number one, get off the couch and turn off the TV. If you want to watch the news, watch it at night for an hour and be done with it. But sitting there, look, I mean, and then your newsfeed, oh my gosh, like the newsfeed, it's like, I'm, I don't even want to look at Facebook unless I go in to make a post and I would set this rule anyhow, regardless of this situation, you shouldn't be on. You now, look, I understand there's a lot of people that, that build their entire business on Facebook, which, by the way, I think is a big mistake. We can talk about that if you want. But, uh, you know, sitting there staring at your feed all day, it's the same thing. It's just not news. It's the opinions of a lot of people. And that's going to scare the crap out of people. And if you keep focusing on the negativity, you're going to have nothing but negativity come into your life. And so you got to you got to be more solution oriented and go, How can we get to the other side of
1: it? Yeah, I love that. I agree. And I'm like, I am going to want to come back maybe a little bit to that, uh, your opinion on building on Facebook. But, you know, like I do think I'm kind of seeing the same thing. I see a lot of, you know, like our team members, like, you know, I'm so excited I'm working from home, I'm gonna kick into gear, I'm gonna bust my ass harder. And then I know that there's a few, one particularly in my head, who's literally scared shitless and is doing absolutely nothing because she literally thinks the whole world is just over right now. And I hate to see that happen. I mean, like you said, I mean, we are in a crisis and I think that, you know, you plan, you show up, you do what it takes to protect your family and keep your family safe. But at the same time, you have to remember, just like you said, you still have to feed your family you know, your family has to eat. If you just freak out and shit your pants and go running into a corner, you know, because of a crisis, I mean, that's, that's not going to do anything for you. It's not going to do anything for your business. And I, I love that you said, you know, like as, you know, like us and, and other leaders, and I really hope that other leaders of teams hear this, it is your responsibility because sometimes, you know, um, you know, that, that phrase, the speed of the leaders, the speed of the pack, um, you know, they watch and they see how you're going to respond to things, especially things like this, you know, they're scary and, and you know, kind of crisis, like your team is going to watch how you respond. And if they just see you flip out and disappear and run off, you know what I mean, they're going to fall, they're going to follow suits. But if they see you, you know, like taking precautions, being responsible, taking care of your family, still showing up for your business, still busting ass, hopefully, um, you know, that example will, will kind of be set. So, um yeah
3: well, yeah and that goes like i mean look i'm 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 the head of the household right uh i mean my w- wife run, really runs the house this ah year.
1: they always uh, do <laughs>
3: but uh you know i'm the one that i'm the bread breadwinner right i'm the one that brings on the bacon and um i got to be the lead in the household so we're sitting here at home with our kids and they can't see daddy crawled up in a ball crying on the couch all day long. That's not going to help my children. That's not going to help their confidence. So it's, you know, you're, you're leading if, you know, for those of you that have families, you're leading a family and you're leading your team. And so, and they're all looking to you. People are looking for some, some stability in in times of good or bad. Now, this is a, this is a, this is a very interesting time and it's certainly a time where we have to really, you know, okay, I got to step up. I mean, this, this is a little scary, but life is going to go on. We're going to get past this. And, um, we, you know, a year from now, we'll look back and go, that sucked. But, uh, you know, I'm glad I stepped up. You can't, I, look, look, you have to take care of your, your, your business. You have to take care of your family. You can't just crawl into a corner and cry. Uh, if you do it, do it for a minute and get your butt back up and get after it. I mean, I understand it can be scary. And the new, and again, the news is, is feeding that, uh, the, the panic, right? Um, and there's nothing wrong with And I did this, like. Like three, four weeks ago i was I was going to Costco. I saw this before it was ever coming in. I'm already a prepper, so I knew like there was I was like, yeah, this is kind of weird. So I started going to buy dry goods, rice, beans, things for my family, bought toilet paper before anybody bought toilet paper because we needed it, um, didn't hoard it, just bought like the normal giant Costco thing, right? But um, I think it's it's prudent of you to have your family prepared so that you have food in the house that you have water that you could I mean in my opinion I think you need to have enough food and uh supplies to be able to last you a couple months if you were unable to leave the house that's just being smart regardless of whether this is going on or not so in the future you know if you weren't prepared I think we're gonna have a lot more people that have joined the prepper community as a result of uh uh this particular thing happening.
2: yeah well I was thinking I'm a Floridian I was born and raised in Florida so this is like hurricane prep For us, quite frankly, Um, I told Matt, I was like, we use it great. If not, it's almost hurricane season here. So we kind of have the things and I, you know, I made it a point to buy things that I'm going to use. And my thought is, if I don't use them, guess what, I'm going to donate them to someone else. And that's kind of you know, the mindset that we had going into this, um, as far as prepping goes, let's circle right back around Todd, because I know our audience is listening and they said, I heard Todd say not to build all your business on Facebook. So let's loop back around to that and talk a little bit about building primarily solely on Facebook for your business.
3: Yeah. I mean, look, I'm, I'm clearly a Facebook fan. I'm on it every day. Uh, I use it for my business. Uh, but what I've seen a trend of over the last uh, few years is, and specifically in the network marketing profession is people have moved to 100% building their business on Facebook. In other words, they haven't been forced to kind of flex their social skills muscle and be able to pick up the phone and have a conversation with someone they're sitting behind their keyboard and doing invites or doing Facebook groups, which is fine. And I would, I wouldn't say not to do that. I think, um, the important thing is to be very well rounded in your approach to any business. It's like, what if I owned a you know regular company and uh, I had one customer that was responsible for 90% of my sales and yeah, we're loving it because we got this big giant customer, but then we lose that, that customer and all of a sudden we can't even pay our employees. I don't think any, anyone should ever be solely reliant on one thing and especially, look, Facebook is something you don't own, you don't control. They make the rules. They, you know, It's not the same as it was even a couple of years ago. The reach that you're getting on most of your posts is very different than it was five, six, seven years ago. Um, and, and they also don't really even like network. I mean, look, in, in their policies, like if you run ads, it, they, they consider network marketing a get-rich-quick scheme, which is totally funny to me because it clearly shows that they don't even understand network marketing because it's definitely not a get-rich-quick scheme. It, you can get rich in network marketing, but it's going to take a lot of work and a long time a lot of effort. It's not like, hey, this is some money game that. Uh, no, and just, question, question for you. Yeah, go ahead.
1: I know you were successful in network marketing. What was your? Do you remember what your first check was? Your first month.
3: <laughs> no, but it was somewhere around like fourteen dollars and eighty-two cents or something. It was like, wait, that, I, I worked yeah, that, the entire month and wow, right? And that's okay. one of the things about network marketing is people have to understand that volume takes time to accumulate. People skills. All these things t- take time to accumulate. So we've got to be able to exercise patience and know that this is different than a, a, like extra, exchanging your time for money. Yeah, you might make $10 an hour, 20 or whatever the amount is per hour. And I, if I work those hours, I get paid, but it's, it's, it's linear, right? You get a 10 hours, $10 an hour, I make a hundred bucks. Well, you might work 10 hours in network marketing and not make anything. And you might work 50 hours and you get to the end of the month, you're like, wow, I got a nice nice $18 bonus check for the first month. But then what if it doubled every single month from that point forward? And that's kind of like what network marketing is. I'm not saying it's going to double every single month, but um, I do, you know, those of you that are in this business need to exercise patience. When I'm working with new people, it's like, look, you just got to understand this isn't the same deal as with you working in your job where you work for a couple of weeks and get your check. You're paid on the production of what you do and the production takes time for it to pick up some steam.
0: Yeah. And I think that either really excites people or totally turns them off because there's people that are super um, like me. That's like, Oh, wait a minute. You mean if I just work really hard and I just keep doing this and I show up and I show up and I show up and I show up, I'm going to get paid. Those people out there will show up and show up and show up just because you're like, okay, so I do this and I do this and I do this and eventually it's going to pay me. Okay, cool. And then there's people that are like, wait a minute, like, I can't just show up and like say I'm opening a business and then I get paid because I was doing that for eight hours. Like it either totally terrifies people or totally turns them on. They're like, yes or no. (laughs) It's like, there's like no in between.
3: Well, yeah. And I think the people that it turns off is they just don't understand like where they can be in the future as a result of it. I mean, you have the ability to earn income on the efforts of lots of other people and um I, I don't we're not gonna do do any kind of like screen share on this but I saw an example years and years, like like literally like 30 years ago of these two dudes like the two sons one son was like went to college was the you know was the athlete was a superstar was did great at everything the other one kind of screwed around was you know messing around and then uh really didn't you know wanted to do his own thing was like the crazy kid and the one kid got a good job and you know, he's making thirty grand a year, and the next year he got a raise of thirty five thousand to thirty-five and the next year to forty. And then and he's the you know, the 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 one that the family's super proud of. And the other one was like, didn't make anything, started a business, failed, didn't make anything, started a business, failed. And then like but by year three, finally he started a business. He made fifteen thousand bucks, and you know, his brother's making like fifty and the family's making fun of him. And then the next year he only managed to double his income. Um, And then the next year he only managed to double his income and you can see the story, right. You know, eight to 10 years later, the one that, you know, got with, got the college degree, you know, had the, the, the raise of five grand he's up at maybe $80,000 a year. And his brother who's the screw up is making 80 grand a month. And, uh, I'm not saying that's going to happen for somebody exactly like that in network marketing, but that's kind of what network marketing is like. It's like you're the hard, like the hardest working, most underpaid person the first year. And then the second year, you're like hardworking and, wow, I'm making some decent money. And then, you are like get the third year, like, holy smokes, I'm like, I'm still working hard, but I don't even know why they're paying me this much money. What's This is pretty amazing. So it does require that patience. And I think people need to understand the difference between You know, a a a business that you're you're building over time versus you just going in and exchanging your your time for money.
1: Yeah, I always tell everybody. You know, in the beginning, I mean, you don't get paid near, you know, like what you put into it. So I always tell everybody, you know, basically in the beginning, you're laying the foundation, you're putting in a lot of time, a lot of hours, a lot of effort, and you're getting you know, you're not getting paid for a lot of things that you're doing, but I do think, you know, like after a little bit, it kind of flips and then you end up getting paid for a whole lot of stuff that you're not doing. Like, I mean, I know that, that sounds terrible, but it, it really is true. I mean, my first check was under $6. I'm like, hell yeah, I can buy me some Starbucks. Like, I mean, that's just kind of how I was, but, and I just kind of kept going, but I think people think, you know, they look like at at leaders or they look at people like in a company making a bunch of money and they're like, Oh, they just, you know, either got lucky or, or they just think like that the money just fell. But you know, like, I think a lot of people, you know, because I didn't have like that upline support or anyone really, really super pushed me. I think a lot of people would have looked at that $5 and something since and been like, hell to the actual, no, I did way too much work for that. But I love, I love that, um, analogy that you just gave us in that story, because I do think it's true. It's like, you just stick with it and it'll grow and it'll grow and it'll grow. And it'll eventually, I mean, you'll be getting paid for so many things that you're not actually doing. What we're going to say Elisa?
2: And now on that same topic, Todd, realistically in your mind, how long do you think people should give this business opportunity? You know, not, we're not talking six days. We're not talking a month realistically in your mind, if someone really wants to build this business long-term, what do you think they're looking at as a timeline from what you've seen?
3: I, I honestly don't even like to give a specific timeline. It's like, I'm gonna do this until, uh, no matter how long it takes. So, th- and that's, um, that's really the attitude that I think people need to come into this business with is like, I'm gonna do this until I succeed. I, what I, the, there, there is no timeline, there's no clock that's ticking Even though we all know that when a brand new person comes in, and this is something people need to understand, I think everybody's got a timer on themselves. We don't know when the timer, the buzzer, is gonna go off. It could be a month, two months, six months, a year. Um, So our job as the people that are helping those people start the business, not to do it for them, but to help those people do the business, is to help them get into profit as quickly as possible. Um, And I think somebody who is diligently working and doing the right kinds of activities, not kidding themselves, like, you know, post and pray that somebody's gonna call you And sit there and like how come my business hasn't grown that's not intentionally building your business Uh, you need to go out there and actually enroll people into your business put people on your products and if you're doing the right kind of activity um, and you're doing it daily and you're doing you know sufficient numbers i don't see how anyone could fail in network marketing if they were legitimately doing the activity the problem is and and i run accountability groups as you know i've got in fact i've got another one starting on april 14th and that's designed to act, to help people get their butt in gear and to hold themselves accountable because like even myself i'll show you something real quick so i literally even today still log so i've got this thing that i actually made for myself because i was using this adams s1185 thing i literally log every single call contact Every, every bit of business building activity. So when I wrap up a day, these are all calls, Facebook messages, text messages. I keep notes on every conversation that I have or every reach out that I do. So at the end of the day, I can look at it and go, look, I crushed it today. Look at how many reach outs I did. Versus, you know, if I asked, there's a lot of network marketers. If I said, hey, you know, how many people have you reached out to about your business in the last 30 days? And they're like, um, I don't know. I'm like, how do you not know? Like you, you need to track that stuff. So if, if, especially if I, if I was working, if I was building a team right now, I'd have all of my people making sure that they're tracking every single bit of, of their business building activity. So if I asked you at the end of the day, how many reach outs did you do today? And you're like, I did, uh, I did 48 reach outs today. Not, I don't know. And what's funny is people will come to me and, and I get, you know, like my, my wife calls me the network marketing therapist because I talk to so many top leaders in the network marketing profession and they tell me their deepest, darkest secrets and problems. And they know it'll never be shared with anybody else. And I've had I can't, too many people calling me saying, oh, you know, in fact, I can I'll tell you a real quick conversation that I remember the exact date, it was October 15th, 2016, this guy calls me up and he's like, oh, you know, he had this like depressed sound about him. I'm like, what's up, bro? He's like, well, what's good out there? I'm like, what? what? I'm like, what's up, man? What's, what's good out there? Well, he's asking me what's the hot do- deal, right? He's looking for a deal, he's looking for something. And then people call me all the time for that stuff. And I said, before we even get into that, let me ask you a couple quick questions you're still in the same company, right? And he's like, yep. Yeah. I, I go, and, and I know the deal he's in. He's in a very solid company. He's been in business for almost 30 years. And I said, you've been there for how long? He said, I've been there for nine years. I'm like, okay. So let me ask you this question before we get into what's good out there. Tell me the truth. How many people have you personally enrolled in 2016? And he's like, well, uh, you know, how many total people have joined my team? I go, bro, Did I ask you how many total people joined your team? I said, how many people did you enroll in 2016? He's like, well, um, you know, I don't know, maybe like four. And I'm like, there's, I already know the answer. I already knew the answer before we even, before we got there. He's just not even doing the work. I said, okay, well, you've been in the deal for nine years. How many people would you say that you've enrolled in nine years? And he kind of hemmed and hawed. and, And I said, I mean, you don't have to give me the exact number, but roughly how many is it? He goes, I probably enrolled like 40 people. I'm like, 40 people in nine years? It should be more like 40 people a year into your business, not 40 people in nine years. And I said, well, you're full-time, right? He said, yeah, I'm full-time. I said, "You you don't have another job? You have no other source of income? I said, nope. I said, how much time do you put in and on your business on a weekly basis? And he's like, well, probably, you know, like 10 or 15 hours a week. I'm like, dude the problem isn't the company. The problem is you're not even in the deal. You're not even building. You're not even a, you're like a barely a part-time network market. You're coming to see if the answer is in some other company and you're not even showing up for work. So the reason you're not you're not making money and you're all depressed is because you're not building the business. If you actually hunkered down and got to work, we wouldn't even be having this conversation because people are crushing it in the company that you're in right now. And the reason you're not is because you're just not even showing up.
1: I actually love that because it totally does crack me up when you have people that say, you know, basically like, I can't grow this business or I'm not. And and yet people in that same exact company are killing it. To me, like if I see people in the company that are truly killing it, I mean, there's some shady ways of doing shit, but if they're actually really working and showing up and crushing it, then that tells me that there's plenty of room for you to also, also show up and crush it. I think people like to put excuses on everything else when in reality half the time people really are just not doing shit. They're not. They're not doing anything. You know, I mean I think if you if you can't bring new people into the business, if you can't get new people in front of your product, then you are technically the problem.
0: And you're just not trying. You know, there are so, you know, I mean, like we're in health and wellness and I have to say that we're probably in one of the easier fields as far as network marketing to get people interested in, in, in front of your product. Everybody wants to be healthier. Everybody wants to lose five pounds. And so like, if you're in a health and wellness business and you're putting in 10 to 15 hours a week and you're not, you're not somebody that like other people are are taking seriously in the first place so that's part of the problem you know that you're just nobody's taking you seriously because nobody knows what you're doing you know
3: yeah i mean if you do if you do the work you're going to get the result it's 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 that simple so and for those of you that are watching or listening to this you're going to have team members that are going to come to you and they're like oh it's not working for me if you were on my team and you just came to me saying it's not working for me i'm going to go straight to the numbers like ali tell me i mean how many people have you exposed to the business in the last, you know, 60, 90 days? And typically the response is going to be, well, not enough. So you already know the answer. So you're mad at the lack of results from the work that you never did, which is insanity to me.
0: Yeah. I I mean, we were talking about first checks and I, um, so I live in a really rural, small town, like less than a thousand people in Indiana. And so Number 1, whenever we first started doing this, we had to have been selling drugs. That's like 100%. <laughs> like my upline, my sponsor and I live in the same town or with well within 15 minutes of each other and her town has 300 people in it. So it's like even smaller and so people were 100% certain that we were selling drugs. And because we were losing weight, you know, so I had to meth or crack or one of those tarot, you know what I mean? So it was definitely drugs. And number
2: two,
0: yeah, exactly. Number two, I like dreaded getting a pimple because I'm like, they're going to think I'm picking my face and stuff, you know? So (laughs) anyway, so number two, my mom, my first check was like, like Alicia was saying like $5. And then my next one was like 28 bucks or something. And I was dropping so much time into this and she like even when I got to you know maybe a thousand dollars a month or whatever twelve hundred dollars a month she's like um, I remember her so vividly saying to me but take the amount of money you're making Allie and divide it by the amount of hours you're putting into it and you're probably not even worth minimum wage and I'm like this isn't a hourly thing and so now looking back at it when i'm worth like 300 dollars an hour or whatever it may be did that was that worth it that not being worth minimum wage period was it worth it absolutely like i would do it all over i don't want to do it all over again (laughs) like lord do you hear me i don't want to do it all over again but would i do it all over again absolutely like i wouldn't bat an eye at it because it got me here and I put the work in and I put those hours and I spent the time not being worth it. So in this period, this time that we're in with our teams where like Alicia was saying, she has people hunkering down and hiding in a hole and terrified and just throwing their businesses away. I, I want to be like, kind of like what you said, like wake the fuck up. Like you're, you worked all this time, the blood, the sweat, the tears, the bullshit, the, the, the taking it from all of these people, every direction for all this time, no matter how long it is, three months, three years, whatever for, to get your thousand dollar paycheck or your $2,000 paycheck. And you're going to walk away from it. Like where, what is your other plan? That's still a thousand to $2,000 a month. You're contributing to your family or $500. I don't care what the amount is, but that's still a dollar amount. You're contributing to your family. And where is that going to come from? What no. is your plan?
3: Yeah. I mean, people get into that fight or flight syndrome. Um, you're going to run away from it or are you going to attack it? Like if it came down to uh, like, uh, take it to your, like moms, dads, if somebody came and they were going to hurt your family, like if you had a legitimate, real, imminent threat to your family, are you going to just lay down and, and say, you know, take my kids and beat me up? No, you're... Uh, I don't care how small you are, whether you've ever been in a fight, you're going to come out swinging as if your life depended on it.
0: Hey, us little ones are scrappy, Todd. Back up. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I think that's the way you need to look at your business too. It's like, this is not a time to, um, to fall into that, that, uh, it's just not a healthy place to be. I mean, um, I get it. It's all, this is all coming on. It's all kind of growing and, uh, we're being forced to be cocooned into our house and do the whole social distancing thing. But the reality is you can still, like we're doing this right now from uh, wherever we are, right? Um, a closet. Yeah, a closet, my office, uh, a house full of people, uh, the kitchen and, and all alone. I mean, look, the, 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 the truth is now is the time for you to step up. And I think this is a defining moment. I don't know the exact quote. I'll probably blow it. It's actually one of my favorite quotes. I should have it memorized um, exactly. But it's like a Martin Luther King Jr. quote. It's like a measure of a man is not... Um, where he stands in, in times of comfort and convenience, but where he stands in uh, times of challenge and controversy, and this is like a defining moment for a lot of people. Where uh, they, they in, in or out of network marketing, it's like you need to you, through a challenge. You need to you need to step up. Like this whole crap of like fight. Like I've seen grocery store videos of people fighting over toilet paper and other items. I mean, um, I, I get it, and it's like people are panicking, but this this is not the time to panic. This is the time to be prudent and the time to be um, to be the example for other people to follow, both your family and the people that are in your business.
1: And toilet paper of all things! I mean, you can wash your ass in the sink if you need to. God, I the use,
3: shower! I can use my <laughs> fingers, then wash my fingers. I mean, I'm like, another some
1: good old leaves outside. Go, wa- go, wipe your ass with some leaves. <laughs> I have.
3: What did, what did they do before toilet paper? What do people do in like in I India? Do they don't even use toilet paper. I
0: have <laughs> baskets of mismatched socks. I've been waiting to use them, bitches. <laughs> 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 waiting. This is like so, I've been waiting my whole
1: life. So, just for fun, what are three things that you made sure to have in your house just in case? Three things. Name you it. Let me to be Come honest with you. Guess. Yes. Um, things, well, yeah.
3: number number one is uh, dried goods that don't spoil. So we got plenty of rice and beans and other dried foods. Um, when Ebola came to town in 1516, that was when I first realized how ill prepared we were as a family. And it's like those two cases of Ebola I was like, well, what if, what if the zombie apocalypse happens? Right. I was like, we don't have like anything. We don't. So I, I actually went to a company and those of you that are listening, I, I haven't been to their website, so I don't know what their supply issue is issues right now, but it's wise food company and they actually do storable food. Um, it's a Mormon company. Uh, and you know, Mormons, LDS people, they they already do this anyhow. So th- we have storable food for, you know, a family of four for like up to two years. So, um, that um, water filtration is something that we have um, just in case the water supply ever were to get compromised. And there's a specific type of water filter that we use it's uh, Berkey, B E R K E Y. And you can literally filter pond scum. I could filter my pool water. I could filter, you know, stuff from the, the golf course, nasty lake that's probably got chemicals in it, and be able to filter that stuff out. And then um, you know, uh, uh, you know, basic stuff like so you can brush your teeth, toothpaste, things like that. That's three. But um, I, w- I don't know if I'll get in the last one. But uh, uh, I don't What's know. What's your a, last I'm, one? I'm I, I'm I'm a I, I'm I'll just say I'm I, I I believe in the Second Amendment, and um, I'll leave it right there. So. <laughs> We, you know, if it, if it if it ever came down to protecting my family, that's not that's something, it's not even like, that's not even a fun discussion to get into because people trip out over, over firearms and it's been a really big deal in our country the last few years with all these shootings. Uh, I'm not the guy that you're worried about. Um, I believe that, you know, if somebody who's crazy shouldn't get a firearm. I think there should be, um, you know, some kind of like, you know, background check before you just give somebody a gun. I think people should actually, be tested and go to classes to understand how to use one of those things um but you know i've you know i've i've had firearms in my my household for a very long period of time we go to regular classes we go to the shooting range i've taken my kids to the shooting range they understand firearm safety i've taken firearm safety courses um and it's not something you ever want to be faced with but you know um that's another, I mean, that's just something that's always been in the household and, and locked up, not, you know, out and about in the house. There's no, there's not, no gun anywhere in the house that's not firmly locked up behind lock and key. So it's another thing about safety, especially with children. I love it.
1: I mean, because let's be honest, like if somebody comes walking through these doors, that's not supposed to be here they're going to get something.
3: Yeah. Well, we hope that we, I mean, that's like the last thing anybody ever wants to do, I'm sure. Um, but I think the first, the the first thing is like, for me, it's like, again, and I I talked about this a few weeks ago, it's like, look, make sure you got food in the house. Mm -hmm. Make sure you got food that doesn't spoil all the, 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 the fruits and the vegetables in your house are, they only last for a few days. And then you're out of that stuff. So canned goods, dried goods, um, You know, those are all very important things to have in the household. And then you also got to consider, you know, water. If your water supply were to ever be, you know, contaminated or, you know, you're unable to drink that water or your water got shut off, for example, could you, you know, actually create, you know, clean drinking water? Because without food and water, you can't survive when it comes down to just pure survival.
1: I love that. What about you, Elisa? You got a couple things aside from that? Well, like I said, I... I
2: prepare to me. It's kind of like hurricane prep. Um, like Matt went and got, went and got extra fuel. Um, obviously with Todd, like I'm, I'm married to a country boy going to survive. Like I'm, I'm kind of with that aspect, Matt can hunt, Matt can do absolutely anything we need, honestly, to survive for a while. Um, but I think just, you know, people being cautious and honestly, we prepped a lot for other people. I made that comment yesterday. I've seen so many posts about people buying too much at the grocery store and hoarding and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, bitch, you don't know who I'm buying groceries for. I have a sick grandmother. I have elderly, like Matt and I walked into Sam's club yesterday with the intention to buy for other people who will not have the money or the means to buy for themselves later. So I think that's something else that we... We always do. We do that during hurricane season. We do that. At all. We buy with the intention to share with other people, and I think that's something I want to encourage other people to do as well. You know, if you're in the position, you can donate to your local food pantry right now. I'm sure that it's absolutely needed. You know, grab an extra loaf of bread. Let them judge you if they want, um, but a little bit could make a huge difference in someone else's life. So that's near and dear to mine and Matt's heart. You know, hurricane rescue and relief is is near and dear to us as well, being Floridians and just seeing the devastation that it puts into people's lives. Um, so I think I said, like we buy things that we can use, but you know, things that we can help other people with as well.
1: I love it. You're awesome. And your heart's always so big. You make me so happy. (laughs) That's my girl.
0: (laughs) You have, we've mentioned this a couple times. we kind of circled around it. So I want to give them some tangible things that, that, that they can do from two different standpoints. Number one, you talked about what we can do as leaders. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that if you're in a leadership position. And I don't care whether that means you're leading humongous teams or small teams, but from a leadership position and then also some tangible things and thoughts that people can be doing from a hustle position um, where just flat out working in their businesses.
3: Uh, I'd say for, for both, it's probably gonna be the same. I think from a leadership standpoint, um, you need to be the example that other people are going to follow. Uh, that's, that goes with or without being in the kind of situation that we're in right now. People are always looking at you. Um, and that I mean, if you're leading the household or leading your team, they're looking to you as the example, like you're the role model. And so what do you want your people to be doing? Do you want your people to be in a panic and laying on the couch crying in a ball? Or do you want to see your people say, look, you know what? This isn't fun, but we're going to get through this. Let's go and stay level-headed and stay focused on the things that matter the most. And in this business, um, the things that matter the most is that you're out there building the business. I mean, one of the biggest mistakes that leaders make in network marketing, and this is a very significant mistake, and it's something, I, I actually have a term for it, it's so bad, it's called the kiss of death in network marketing. And it's the moment that you go from personal recruiting, bringing in new customers and bringing in new distributors to only working with people on your team. Uh, I think every single leader should always be recruiting, always be bringing in new customers. I don't care how big your check is. If you're making 500 grand a month and you think you've made it, um, you know, why would you ever want to stop recruiting at that point? Anyhow, problem is people get to like eight, 10, 12, 15 grand a month. And they think that they've made it because they're making more money than they've ever made in their life. And they're like, Oh my gosh, this is incredible. I didn't even hardly work last month and I made $15,000. I'm going to go vacation. And then, what happens is over time, um, people are looking at you and they're like, oh, well, she's hanging out and not really doing anything. I guess I'm not. And they, they, they tend to duplicate what they see us doing, not what we tell them to do. So if you're just being the example and setting the pace for every, everybody to follow, I don't think you're ever going to have a problem. Um, secondly, for, for you know, the, the overall you know, individual and network marketing, like right now is the time for you to be uh, connecting with people. Right now is the time for you to be reaching out to people. Whether it be to like see how your your friends are doing, to see how your family is doing, to see how people that you haven't connected with in a while are doing, I think they'd love to hear from you just to say what's up, how's it going, and see what see what's going on with them. And then you do offer a solution. You have a uh, a vehicle that is not dependent on employment and um, offer. I mean, don't do it in obviously a a cheesy way, but do it in a professional way. And you know, let's say I called Ali and she's a friend of mine I've known for years and. And uh, we haven't really been super connected, but I reached out to her and she's like stressed out. She's like, oh my gosh, we're we're both like not working right now. And I, we don't, you know, we've got money for a couple months, but I don't know what's going to happen. I'm like, look, girl, look, I, I, as, I, I, as you know, I've been building this business the last couple of years. Let's, let's go. Maybe now is the right time for you to get started. You can start as small as you want. I can show you a way to get started in the business for virtually nothing. And I'll help you. I'll hustle with you to make something happen here so we can, you know, create some income. So you're not in this, in this position. So um, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are looking for, I don't know what's happening in your house. I mean, you know, like you you live in this town of a thousand people. Like I live in a a total population of our Metro is about a hundred thousand. So it's not tiny town, but it's also not, you know, New York or San Francisco. And as of literally, as I mentioned, as of today, all businesses are closed. And how many of those businesses are on, you know, tiny little margins month to month to month. And then what about all the employees that work for those people? Those are people that are going to be you know, in a, in a very tough situation. And the cool thing about network marketing, I mean, yeah, everybody's got their packages and their bigger packages and all of that. Um, you can get people in right now for your, you know, whatever the lowest possible cost to get started in the business if necessary. And I think that the sweat equity is going to be the thing that's going to make the difference. It's not like, hey, let me try to sell somebody on the biggest pack possible. I'd be like, let's just get you going. And I'd be like that either way. It's like, I'm, I'm never the kind of guy that's like, Let's let's try let me try to sell you the biggest pack so I can line my pocketbooks. Let's get you started. I'm looking for somebody that has three things. Number 1, desire for change, the true real desire for change. Number 2 that they're coachable, that they're willing to follow instructions, and number 3 that they have a willingness to initiate and take action. Those are like those would be like the three qualifications for you to to work with me personally is having those three items.
0: I love it. I absolutely love that. And and putting in and then let's get them making money. Let's just put them in and get them making money and and forget everything else. So I love that. And like you said, in in an area where it is so small and the median income is so low. Anyway, it, it's scary. And there's going to have people that there's going to be people that had kind of laughed maybe, or thought I was selling drugs at one time that may need these drugs. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they may, may need to hop on the bandwagon. and
2: No, to educate them, especially right now, if you have a product that the public can use, educate them before shoving it down their throat to sell it to them. I think as an industry as a whole, that's something we should be doing right now. So maybe you have these amazing products that could potentially help with whatever's going on in the world today, like, you know, a natural cleaner or something like that, or you're, maybe you maybe salt oil, something like that. Let's educate people without cramming it down their throat to sell it to them. You know, offer them a solution. Hey, here's a helpful tool. Here's how we can help you without just being so like disgustingly pushy and salesy because that's not what people want right now. Yes, we do have a solution for them, but let's do it in a tactful way, you know, offering them hope and and kind of a light at the end of the tunnel. I think that's just kind of overall a great kind of tactic to take.
3: Yeah. And, you know, whether we're in this situation or not, we should have some tact, a little bit of class, like jamming it down somebody's throat is not something that I've ever thought was professional. And that's like a turnoff for people too. Like one of the reasons people are turned off by network marketing is like, dude, these network marketers, they never shut up. Every time I'm around you, all you can do is talk about your products and your company and blah, 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 blah. It's like, seriously, you have nothing else going on in your life. What about your kids and their sports and your husband and all this other stuff? You know, it's like have some class, that's a good thing to have.
2: Yeah, especially now. All right, Todd. Well, in wrapping up, where can people find you? What do you have going on? We know you're doing some things for the industry in general, some free stuff. So what is going on with you? Where can people find you? What do you have coming up next?
3: Sure. Um, they can always find me at my website. It's the best place to plug into me, which is toddfalcone.com. to double dfalcon uh, If you're new to me, you can obviously grab my book. We've been giving this thing away for free for- the last three years. It's one of the, now it's become one of the top selling books in network marketing, which is totally funny to me because I wrote this thing as a training tool and I wrote it in six days. It took me two years and six days. I sat and sweated in front of my computer trying to write a book for like two years. And I was like, I could, I was thinking too much about it. And then I finally uh, was asked to put a training piece together for this organization. And I was like, oh yeah, I can do that. No problem. And you know, six days later, I wrote the book and it's, it's pure content from cover to cover about the fundamentals of what it takes to succeed in the business. Um, for somebody who wants to just kind of check me out, they can grab the book. It's directly on the front page of my website and they, all they do is pay for shipping and handling. Um, I would say, especially with what's going on now, the, the, the next thing that I have coming up, which is starting on April 14th is my, uh, a team. It's a 12 week accountability program that, uh, Ali, I think you did one. And I think maybe all of you did, did one at one point. Yeah. Um, the, this whole thing is designed to get you in gear um and i'm i'm tonight i'm doing week 11 in the current one the next one starts april 14th and it's and it's like the analogy i use it's like hiring a personal fitness trainer but for your business so um i lead it uh for 12 weeks we meet on a zoom every tuesday night for 12 weeks i teach specific content that's designed to help you make money. Um, I help you to understand how to hold yourself accountable, how to play your A game, uh, how, to, how to show up every single day. You can't do A team and do less. And I think this is a time now uh, where people are gonna be having a little bit more hard time focusing. I'll help you stay focused on your business so that you know, as we get through this, you're, you're focusing on the right kinds of activities and you don't get sucked down this crazy rabbit hole that a lot of people are get, getting sucked into. Um, the website for that's toddfalcone.com forward slash team, T-E-A-M. Uh, we, st- we just opened up registrations, but I've seen uh, a number of registrations come in based on what's happening right now. So registrations are not going to stay open. I know this thing doesn't go out until Friday. We'll still be okay by the time this gets released as a, as a podcast, but um, we've always uh, started doing this in 2008. I've always charged 500 bucks for the 12 weeks. Uh, we tested a lower price point about a year ago. And we've kind of, we're like, should we go back to the $4.99? And that was an actually discussion this last quarter. Let's go back to the normal price point. But uh, given what's going on right now, we've kept the price point low. So it's $2.99 for the 12 weeks. You can split it up into multiple payments if necessary to make it uh, feasible for you. But I want to make sure that we can impact as many people as possible. So we've chosen to go another quarter with keeping the price down on that uh, 12-week program to to $2.99. So you cannot do a team, I promise you. You can't do A-team and do less. If you do what I have you do, which is not hard. I don't have you do things that are like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. If you do the things, the exercises, and you stay plugged in, um, you're going to get better results. And one of the last things I'll say is this, like um, I, I love to camp. So I'm out in the woods a lot. I was actually camping in late October with snow on the ground. It was like 10 degrees at night. And my buddy's like, let's go fly fish," and I'm like, no, let's go find firewood right we got to go find burnable wood or we're going to freeze to death tonight he's like let's fly i'm like no 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 let's survival 101 is we got to have a fire we got food and water let's get the fire going and so we went out and spent you know 45 minutes putting this fire together and um it was crazy because like you know we got the fire going and we're around the fire and it was super warm and if you stepped like 10 feet away from the fire you were like freezing to death it was like so cold and so the I, i give that example because a team's kind of like being close to the fire, right? I'll, it'll keep you engaged. It'll keep your head in the game. It'll keep you focused on what you should be focusing, focusing on, not other things that might be going on. And I think that could be just the ticket for you to make sure that you're, you know, you've got something that's holding you to what it is that you want to do but it can be very easy to be pulled away from it so it helps you to stay very very close to the fire and i think we all need a little warmness in our lives at this point so if you go to toddfalcone.com forward slash team t-e-a-m you can register for that it starts april 14th and um, i'd love to have you i think you're going to enjoy the experience Yeah, I have a team
2: member doing it right now. And he is like, I have a few team members doing it and they're absolutely loving it. So we do appreciate you doing that for the greater good of the industry in general.
3: Yeah, just help people stay productive and like learn to be self-employed. For a lot of people, it's new, right? You had your, our whole life, our parents, our teachers, our bosses held us accountable. And now you're like, hey, I'm at home. I can watch Oprah reruns all day or something. Or I can watch the news all day or Lay on the couch and watch Netflix, and yeah, you can. But you need to have a level of responsibility. And like this morning, like I mean, when we started this, you know, I know this is going to go out as as a, you know, I, I was up at six thirty this morning, started this recording at eight a.m. Um, I was showered, ready to to do this because I have a degree of responsibility around my business, and it's just something that's necessary for people if they're going to be successfully self-employed that they need to to understand what it takes to show up every day and be able to do so without somebody making you show up every single day
0: i love it i love it well thank you for joining us uh really quickly also besides your programs you have come in where can people find you on social media do you have instagram facebook all that good stuff
3: i got all that stuff yeah Yeah. so you can you can look me up on facebook my business page is todd Falcone, the fearless networker uh i mean you can follow me on my personal page that's fine uh, I'm, I'm at the way over the maximum friend deal or whatever. So the business page is, is great to connect with. You can connect with me on both, that's fine. I do, I do activity on both of those pages that you can, that you can glean from. On my website, toddfalcone.com, there's a ton of free videos. We release a new training video every single week. Uh, so you can t- plug into hundreds of hours of training just there. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find cool. me pretty much anywhere if you just go look for me. So awesome. I'm everywhere.
0: well, thank you for all that you're doing for the industry. Truly 100% from the bottom of our heart. We love how real you are. That's why we wanted to have you is that we knew that we could drop F-bombs with you and laugh <laughs> and um, have some fun, you know, and just share what's really happening. So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for being with us today. And we really appreciate it.
1: My yes, pleasure, we ladies. love you so much. We think you're absolutely amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on a three life. Make sure to join us on Facebook and Instagram at a, the number three life Inc. And check out our online shop at a, the number three life. biz.